0: Welcome to the Recovery Show. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes, and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Have you ever been caught up in a situation? Have you ever found yourself easily dismissing happy situations? Have you ever found yourself feeling hopeless about a difficult situation? Do you find yourself wondering if this too shall pass? Let's talk about it. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we and our guests may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences as they relate to the topic of this too shall pass. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you'll find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Kelly, and I will be your host today. Joining me is co-host Swetha. How are you doing, Swetha? Great. Thanks, Kelly. Good. All right. And next to Swetha is co-host, special guest host, Patrick. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. The first segment of today's episode of The Recovery Show will be our discussion of the topic, This Too Shall Pass. Following a musical break, we will talk about our lives in recovery and about what's happening in the meetings we attend and in our lives. We'll follow that with a brief news about the podcast before closing with another musical break. And I wanted to start everybody off with a reading. Uh, I picked this one from Courage to Change. It's March 17th on um, This Two Shall Pass. And it says, No problem lasts forever. No matter how permanently fixed in the center of our lives it may seem, Whatever we experience in this ever changing life is sure to pass, even pain. Difficult situations often bring out qualities in us that otherwise might not have risen to the surface, such as courage, faith, and our need for one another. All of our experiences can help us to grow. But we may need patience. Some wounds cannot be healed quickly, they must be given time. In the meantime, we can appreciate the new capabilities we are developing, such as the capacity to mourn and the willingness to accept. Let us share our losses and triumphs with each other, for that is how we gather courage. And today's reminder is, remembering that this too shall pass can make it easier to get through a difficult day. I will be very gentle with myself during this time. Some extra loving care and attention to myself can make everything a little easier. So I guess for the benefit of our listeners, maybe we should start off with just kind of each of us describing what this two shall pass means to us. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere in the literature, there's a technical definition, but I think it gets skewed a little bit on from just our personal experiences. So, Swetha, do you want to start us off? What does this two shall pass mean to you?
1: I think this two shall pass for me primarily... um it helps me to put things in perspective. It's more that, you know, this isn't going to be the beginning and end of all things in the world. This isn't how it always has been. This isn't how it always will be. Um, and it just kind of kind of keeps things in perspective for me. So, yeah. What about you, Pat?
2: Yeah, me too. You know, things come and go.
0: Kelly? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, I think it, um, it just reminds me that there's no permanency in anything. And I liked that the reading touched really on difficult and trying times. But I think to me, I also have to remember that the really high moments qualify for this too. You know, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the idea that when everything is going well, and things are fantastic, and you know, I'm riding high, that that is the place that I want things to stay at. And that you know, it's not possible for that to happen forever. So I kind of have to cherish the moment as it's happening before it's gone. Something else that we kind of wanted to touch on was the idea of feeling like we have to fix difficult situations rather than focusing on the fact that maybe it will pass soon. And I'm wondering if you guys have maybe some personal experience on something similar to that, and do we feel like that's really a form of denial?
2: Yeah, I mean, my first thought was, yeah, sometimes. I mean, like, I was more thinking that, like, when when I'm thinking uh, this too should pass uh, or someone reminds me that this too should pass, it's uh, usually about the way I'm feeling and not necessarily about a situation. You know, and, uh, you know, sometimes I'll feel ways in response to a situation. And, like, what through was saying, think that this will just be it. I'm just going to be, you know, uh, feeling the, however I'm feeling just, like, forever. And, uh, you know, there are some situations that are, like, really difficult. And, yeah, actually, when I was just reading wait, what was being read by Kelly, I was thinking, yeah, you know, sometimes, like, this too shall pass isn't like, um, instruction to just sit in whatever situation you're sitting in and like, wait for it to get better, wait for it to go away or whatever. Um, like my personality is a lot more just like, you know, if things are getting strange or stressful, I'm much more of the type to just get quiet and small and kind of hide out in the corner. And in, you know, I mean it's not worth holding my breath to wait for other people to change or for the situation to change. And, you know, I'm welcome to just, uh, you know, you know, get up or make uh, some kind of internal shift or something like that. Cause, uh, you know, more often than not for me, the the, this two should pass thing will be about trying to hold on to a certain feeling and make it last longer or make it more than what it is. You know, whether it's riding a super high time or being uh, bummed out or stressed out or something that's like, I'll indulge in, whatever uh whatever mood I'm in and kinda of make more out of it than than is real. So
0: Pat I like that you kind of touched on the idea of balance. You know, that it's this idea of balance between misinterpreting this two shell pass as that I could be completely one hundred percent passive and do absolutely nothing and hope that the situation is just gonna get better or go away or get worse or whatever. And, you know, the the other end of the spectrum of that is trying to force a solution, right? So jumping in and inserting my will and trying to make something happen, especially in times when I feel really uncomfortable, trying to make that discomfort go away.
3: Mm.
0: So, yeah, I really, that kind of struck me when you were talking is that to me, you know, this too shall pass is kind of the idea of finding the balance between action and using my pause button. I mean, I guess there could be some denial in there. But I'm sure that that would, for me at least, would be contingent on the individual situation. You know, how how little action I want to take is probably relative to the amount of denial I'm having. You know, if I don't want to act, I'm probably in denial about the situation. So, I don't know. Swetha, what are your thoughts?
1: Um... I guess uh, I, I really liked uh, what Pat said. Um, I think it's a lot also about acceptance of my feelings for me. Uh, the, to avoid denial, it's not necessarily about turning the feelings into the biggest deal ever, but it's also not about minimizing them, which I really like minimizing my feelings. I don't really like my feelings at all, especially <laughs> uncomfortable ones. So I'm all about just being like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need to talk about this. This is fine. I'm just going to walk it off. Um, But uh, I think this too shall pass when I, I mean, like I said, it really is about, for me, putting things in perspective and realizing that not only will my feelings pass, but also the time is going to pass. So any opportunity for growth, um, all of that, I mean, if I have for example, I had, the, I had this really uncomfortable situation with a family member recently where I set a boundary that was kind of a huge deal and um, and uh, she was not happy and I, uh, didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to think about it. I um, But I walked around all day with these really huge feelings of discomfort and fear and um a sort of grief, also, and rather than jump into it, and I, oh man, I really, really wanted to call her and be like, no, 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 I was just, just kidding, just a joke, April Fools, really late. Um, but it, um, but uh, that's just because I really didn't want to be uncomfortable. I really didn't want to have any. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to make any any waves with or my relationship with my family, um, and it was. The only way I was able to get through it was uh, to get over my wanting to get over my wanting to avoid my feelings and wanting to do it all by myself. And I ended up reaching out to a couple of people in the program and then just accepting that I'm really uncomfortable and that I can be uncomfortable and it's not a bad thing. And I have done all I can and I need to give my family the dignity and respect of letting them feel their own feelings and uh, and accept myself and my own feelings in my situation and just let it go there, which is really, 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 really hard. It sounds so easy saying it. I'm like, oh, yeah, anyone could do that. <laughs> and I'm thinking back to it. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. Even now, I'm still like kind of jittery and twitching a lot and thinking maybe I can just call her. But I think that's the difference. Like, denial is... I mean, denial versus overaction versus, like, trying to fix things. I think it's an acceptance of the reality of the situation for me and my part in the situation and what my part will continue to be. So,
0: yeah. That's That's great. Thanks, Swetha. So, Swetha, I'm really glad that you shared that example because it kind of reminded me, I was sort of thinking while you were talking about kind of my myself pre-program and if I were to be in a situation like that where I had an uncomfortable conversation with somebody what I would have done not knowing of the phrase this too shall pass and I'm really thinking I mean I'm just getting like antsy in my chair right now thinking about that <laughs> circumstance because I just know that that's, that's how I would have been in life you know I just would have been really uncomfortable and it would have felt really unsettling and i would not have been able to just sit with anything like that was just not an option for me i i was sort of of this mindset that you know you just have to fix it and keep going and pausing or waiting or letting other people figure their own stuff out was not it like didn't register <laughs> it was not part of the process or ever an option so Yeah, I feel like definitely I would have leaned toward that forcing a solution mindset and, um, you know, just rushing to resolve whatever it was or to rush to make the other person understand what I was thinking. You know, like Mm -hmm. you have to wait, but you don't get where I'm coming from. So I'm going to (laughs) keep talking until you get it. And I'm pretty sure that that was never effective. But I don't like know. What I say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're gonna like it. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. Okay, so um, I don't know. What about you guys? Are you? Can you remember back that far?
2: I think it was more like um, just kind of almost felt like just kind of clenching my hands, mm. squeezing my eyes, cl- and you know, hoping that things change. Magic yeah and uh that's just kind of you know i just stayed in that um kind of thing um and you know it kind of for me goes into the serenity prayer like grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change the courage to change the things i can the wisdom to know the difference and some things won't pass and you know i got to bring in that prayer and meditation aspect and um you know answers don't come just like magic but i got to let that higher inspiration, you know, come, uh, in my life for uh, a lot of these things. Like I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday and, uh, he has a, a brother-in-law who's been, you know, drinking since he was like in his teens. And now he's like 60 he was asking me and this is an older guy and he was like so do you, I mean you know you you know about these things like do you think there's like hope have you seen people like in their 60s get sober like you know or what do you think about that and you know I answered his question honestly like yeah I've seen people get sober in their 60s and then proceed to live the best years of their life but that doesn't happen for most people and I told him like your friend might die of alcoholism that's, that's more likely. And that might not pass for him. You know, he'll eventually die from alcoholism. But you don't have to worry about it and obsess about it. You know, like that, that part can pass for this dude. And, you know, that can be difficult to accept and understand. You know, but that's like step one. Like, dude, I, there's nothing you can do to save your friend from dying an alcoholic death. You can pray for the guy, pray for a different attitude uh, toward him. But, you know, I used to just wait for the day that my brother would just change and where my parents wouldn't be asking for me to go talk to him about this, go talk to him about that, go drive out to his college campus, talk to him about, you know, the kind of music he's listening to and the friends he's hanging out with, you know, that stuff. And, you know, eventually things did change for him. But they didn't change for me. I stopped. I kept being a neurotic, fix everyone type of worry person, and that for me did pass. You know, like Alanon gave me the option to not engage in that and not participate in that stuff. You know, because before, like, even if other people's situations did change or didn't, I was I was always just a tense ball inside, like a knot, and. uh you know, letting, letting some of that higher power influence come in and opening up and actually talking to people in the rooms really did, uh, help me a lot. And, you know, this two show pass, I think all really applies to the process of going through the steps where, you know, I thought none of this stuff will work. Why will talking to this stranger help me? He's not qualified. Um, you know, I'm so, I was so afraid and people would tell me like this too shall pass. Like you will not be afraid forever. You know the idea of doing um, of an inventory and a four step will not haunt you to your grave. You will do this thing, and it will get better. And that for me is it was a wonderful message. You know that people were able to say like yes, I've been there, and it, and it changed for me. You know that's that's where I think this too shall pass. I mean, just for me right now, that that's where I'm really feeling it. Like. Hey, you know, apply yourself to the principles of the program, you know, work the steps, show up, be honest, and things can uh, shift inside for you. So those are my thoughts.
1: Uh, I think before the program, um, like the story I just, uh, just told you about my family member. I would have done the exact same thing and then about 10 seconds later really called back and said that I was just joking or or like you were saying, Kelly, like try and force feed them my opinion. And uh, now the only thing I'm doing differently is I, I call someone else or, yeah, every time I pick up that phone to call my mom or my dad or my sister when I set a boundary with any of them, I... Look at my favorites list, and above my family, I've carefully set it up so that my thumb is most likely to hit someone from the program first in my favorites list. And so, I mean, I actually have to scroll through a lot of program people to get to my parents or my friends out of the program. And um, uh, so now, I just I think I that when I'm yeah when I am having trouble sticking to my boundaries or trouble feeling uncomfortable my instinctive response is to pick up the phone to call the person to fix it. But uh, now I just try and lean on the program instead. And usually those people from the program remind me, you know, to pray and meditate um, and remind me that this too shall pass and this is not going to be the end-all be-all of my life. So, yeah, that's that's what I've got.
0: Pat, I just wanted to um, comment. I... I didn't have this thought before we sat down to do the recording, but I thought it was interesting that you brought up the serenity prayer, because I think those two ideas, this too shall pass and the serenity prayer, are pretty intertwined. As you both were talking, I was thinking about a situation with my loved one, um, where about a little over two years ago, um, he lost his job, and... You know, for all intents and purposes, for the last two years, he's had a couple of like random little jobs here and there, but nothing permanent and consistent. And to go from a two family income down to one was really scary and terrifying. And, you know, the first couple of weeks after it happened, I kept thinking, okay, this is, this too shall pass. You know, I didn't really know it at the time, but. I guess that was the thought I was having, and then it didn't pass. You know, then six months went by, and then eight months, and then a year, and then 14 months, and you know, time just kept ticking away, and I really started to have some moments of panic. And I also like Pat that you mentioned uh, the idea of staying focused on the program and doing the work and doing step work and talking to your sponsor because those are really the things... I mean, the serenity prayer for me is great, like, in a pinch, you know, mm-hmm. in a freak-out moment. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the long-term solution is to do the work. You know, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that, that makes those feelings subside and replaces it with a feeling of serenity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's less of a band-aid and more of a solution to me. And, um, you know, also in part thanks to one of my sponsees uh, who is like right on my tail with step work. Um, I've been forced to to do a lot of step work, and obviously I'm sure that's my higher power working in my life. Um, but, yeah, I've been working on the traditions. I've been meeting with my sponsor a lot more, and I did actually get a new sponsor during this process. Um, and just making a lot more phone calls, trying to work harder at staying integrated with people instead of, You know, it would be really easy. It is really easy for me when things are bad to shrink away and to want to stay away from people and to not want to stay connected because, you know, it's shameful or I'm embarrassed or it's not something that I want to talk about. And so um, it's it's really been a good challenge for me to stay connected and definitely having a sponsor and sponsees has been helpful with that too because they sort of force me. Um, out of isolation. So maybe now would be a good time to share. We have a voicemail from Spencer, who is one of our regular hosts. Um, he couldn't be here this week for the recording, so he called in about the topic. So why don't we go ahead and play that now?
3: Hello, Kelly and Swetha and Patrick. This is Spencer calling in about uh, this Do Shall Pass. And here's what I know is that when I'm in the middle of some crisis, it often seems like It's going to go on forever. It seems like this is the way it's always been. This is the way it's always going to be, and I'll never get out of it. And when I remind myself that this, too, shall pass, it makes it easier to get through because I know that it's temporary, and I know that it will end, and I just have to get through it now, today, right now. Hope you're having a good show, and I'll see you later. Bye.
0: Thanks, Spencer, for your voicemail. We appreciate you calling in, and we're definitely missing you this week, so hope hope to see you next week. Um, as Spencer was talking, I kind of had a thought and wondering, I know that all three of us on the podcast today are sponsors, and we have sponsees, so does anybody want to share um, an experience when maybe you had to talk a sponsee through the idea of this two-shell pass?
2: For me it's 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 actually rare that I'm working with someone who's honest enough to say that he's afraid <laughs> of working the steps. <laughs> That's an interesting And who isn't afraid to be in the middle of it? So that gives me the rare opportunity to mention, you know, the the most valuable application of this two shall pass for me, um, is like sifting through the fire of your own like reality. <laughs> But, you know, like my sponsor, the time that he mentions this too shall pass most frequently is when I'm having a really, really good time. (laughs) 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 I can remember going to visit my friends in Utah and just kind of standing up on the side of the mountain, looking down over Salt Lake Valley. The sun's coming down. It's like it's March. Trees are blooming. The smell is coming. And I just I am like, I got to call my sponsor and tell him. And I did, and I was like, Marty, I just feel connected to the universe and grateful <laughs> just to be alive. And Marty was like, oh, This too shall pass, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. Bubble. You'll be back to normal. <laughs> 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 so, wow. I'm 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 glad he does that though, really, because for me, I I get closer to the program when times are harder, which is probably a blessing. And uh, I tend to go off into, like, just my own universe when just times are good. So hey, I'm doing good, man. Why do I need any kind of, like, what, what, you know, I don't need to talk about my feelings. They're all awesome. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. I think that that has pretty much been my experience in terms of being a sponsor, too. It's usually, you know, just trying to remind people to get back in their hula hoop and, you know, stay focused on what's going on with them because bad or good, it is going to pass. Things will move forward and, you know, you can spend that time worrying, you can spend that time stressing, or you can spend that time in peace and serenity and it's, you know, it's up to you. So does anybody have any last thoughts on this too shall pass?
2: So I heard someone say this too is passing and I like that brings it in the present moment especially as far as the internal process. Hey, I'm experiencing life right now. My moods, emotions, perspectives, they will change.
0: And are changing.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, the conversation part of this episode has now passed, so there's evidence for you right there. This two shall pass.
0: <laughs> 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 Thank you, Swetha. You're right. welcome, guys.
1: Just bringing it back to the present moment. <laughs>
0: All right. After a short break, we'll be back with our Lives in Recovery, where we talk about the meetings we attend and what's happening in our lives. Our first song today is OK Go, singing a song called This Too Shall Pass, How Appropriate. Oh, wow. And I picked this song in part because this band, if you've never gone on YouTube and seen them, they make the best freaking videos oh, yeah. ever. Yeah, So they do. enjoy this musical segment, but um, also when you have some time, get on and watch the video. It's awesome. Thanks. the podcast we talk about our lives in recovery what's happening in our meetings and our lives this week so do we have any volunteers to start us off who went to a meeting this week raise your hand i'll go <laughs> <laughs> i'll go um
1: i went to my awol group on monday that was really nice i we were we're going through the blue book we're finishing up our fourth step uh, the blueprint for progress not the blue book sorry um, and in it, at one of the later sections, it's essentially a summary of the rest of this like 70 or 80 something pages of uh, questions. Um, and I don't remember all of the things that we summarized, but I do remember one question at the bottom that was, Are you a gracious winner? <laughs> and that really stuck out to me because Ooh. that one I was like, Hell no, I am the worst <laughs> winner. <laughs> Ever <laughs> and I kinda sulk a little when I'm a loser. I'm just like, okay, whatever, it happened. Let's just let's just do something else. It was just a game, guys. It was just a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's not get crazy here. And when I win, I'm like, I just owned your life. <laughs> this is the best. Like I'm I'm like getting ready to do the running man and the cabbage patch and all sorts of cheesy ninety dance nineties dance moves and wow. Yeah. I confess that though to my AWOL group and now everyone listening to the podcast. So uh it's kind of a fifth step, I think. It was. It's like admit it to yourself, to your higher power, and to anyone listening to the podcast. That's how that step goes, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners, you are God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said higher power. Oh, okay, let's okay. let's not mince words here. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and on Wednesday, um, I went to the Wednesday meeting and. I do not remember the topic. <laughs> I don't oh I'm man! Trying to think of it, I'm
0: like, damn it, what are they talking
1: Where about? Where is Spencer? <laughs> <I know. laughs> when you need him, dude. Let's see. He would remember. It was this person sitting like towards <laughs> that corner. Sounds like of the a room. great meeting. <laughs> it was. It was really good. It was a really good it meeting. Was really good. I don't remember what was. I don't remember, it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. There was something
0: about letting
1: go. There was this girl that I remember (laughs) sharing. She was was sharing about her family and how there there was some, how she was trying, I think it was letting go because she was mentioning how she was trying to let go of her parents' reactions to certain things in her life. And that really hit home for me more than I expected because I actually ended up setting this boundary with my family that I'd been mulling over and mulling over and mulling over for so long and terrified of their responses and then she was telling me her family well, not me specifically the whole meeting about her family's response to th- something that I personally felt was a, like a trivial act of hers it it freaked me out I was like oh my god that's gonna be my family it's gonna be my family and then some and um and then the next day I set the boundary and then I freaked out and I emailed my sponsor <laughs> and called some people and Um, But yeah, it actually ended up, instead of freaking me out, it actually ended up giving me some courage to realize that I'm not, whatever I'm going through, it's not that I'm the only person in the whole wide world that's ever going to experience any issues with their parents. And other people have these issues too. So that, and the topic, I think it was letting go, but I liked that topic a lot. And on our Friday meeting, we talked about Tradition 5. And it's good because I just went over Tradition 5 with my sponsor. So I was like, yes, I am so prepared for this. And then I didn't speak because everybody, yeah, it was a really good meeting. There weren't as many people as usual, but it was, everybody had such really great shares and um, really, in, uh, really great insights for Tradition 5. So that was, that was my meeting. And tonight I hope to go to St. Joe's. That's, yeah, the end.
2: So uh, let's see, for me this week... Well, last weekend I went on a recovery uh, canoeing trip. And then this week I uh, just went to a Tuesday meeting. It was some topic. I have a hard time remembering (laughs) meetings, too. But, uh, oh, yeah. This guy, he had been in the program for 37 years, and he did the lead. And the first thing he said was, you know, you guys, you've gotten so tight. Why don't people put more money in the baskets? And I was like, "Oh damn, Whoa. this shit got real right off the bat." <laughs> like, and then he had he had people raise his hands who he had sponsored and or, or who had those people had sponsored. And I was just like, "Who cares, man? Some ego crap up in this meeting." But whatever, it was a fine meeting. And I ended up sharing it at the end of that meeting that all right, so. For me like I found out like last week that i uh- like just uh, well i scored like the ninety ninth percentile on this like uh a graduate school test, yeah, so
0: I was just gonna say congratulations thank you
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway my point is i basically i found out that I will get into a program for sure and um as a result of just that one score um <clears throat> But for me, it's like, I've always, like, I've never really known what I want to do with my life, like, my whole life. I've just never really known, and a lot of things kind of sound cool, I like, get into one thing, another thing. And so I have this kind of recurring fear that, like, I'm going down the wrong path, and that, like, this will be bad, and, like, this is not what I'm supposed to do, and yada, yada, yada. And so that just, like, flared up, you know, and while it's like, it, uh, I mean, the score, the score is a wonderful thing, and... and Anyway, so that really kind of flared up for me. I ended up staying up to like, 3 in the morning reading blogs about, like, how miserable life is in, gra- in this graduate school program. And just kind of getting into that. Just kind of, like, like getting into the dark side and the fear and the anxiety and the worry and stuff like that. So I shared about that at this meeting that, you know, like I was just saying, I thought it was, like, it started off in a kind of wacky kind of way and um you know it was great man afterward a bunch of guys i talked to him after meeting and it was like hey you know you know it passed you know that feeling for me passed you know will it come up again i would be surprised if it didn't but it's not like the end of the world if i get super afraid you know it doesn't mean i'm a uh you know neurotic mess just because i stay up until three o'clock in the morning one night you know these are all things i used to believe and then friday i uh uh, did a lead at a meeting, and um, it's like I haven't been to my Al-Anon home group in, like, probably, like, six or eight weeks. Just, like, can- the rec- recovery canoe trip came up, and then I've done, like, leads at three different meetings on three different Fridays, and it's like, yada, yada, yada. And I'm kind of like – I, like, never say no when someone asks me to do something like that for the in, – in the recovery, but I'm kind of feeling like, man, I got to – I want to go back to my um, – the Allenon group for like a, a Friday night meeting. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes. It was a you know it's a good week in recovery. You know, it's like, but it was just another week, another week, kind of cruising along. And the weather got good for me. I get I get uh, pretty jolly when I can bicycle around, and um, you know it's something I've found that I really enjoy doing. So, I almost want to say thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly
0: yeah, so I also went to the Wednesday night meeting, and, as Swetha mentioned, it was it really was a great meeting. I mean, there was a lot of honest, open, heartfelt shares. There was a lot of pain involved, mm-hmm. but but strangely, was not one of those meetings where I left feeling sad or depressed. I mean, I definitely still left feeling hopeful. and there there seemed to be a little bit more, of people gathering around and kind of supporting each other after the meeting as opposed to, you know, a lot of times people just dash out. They've got stuff going on. They've got things to do. And so they just kind of bolt. And um, it was really nice to see people gathering around and supporting the people that had shared about some heartache. So that was great. And then I actually missed the Friday night meeting. Uh, I was um, hanging out with my nieces, taking care of them while their parents were out of town. You know, that's always a good dose of perspective for me because uh, their parents are not in recovery. And so I get to see sort of how they are growing up as kids in a household not in recovery and sort of navigating their way through things. And so, you know, we had a lot of interesting conversations about choices, not totally program-related, but somehow we got on the topic of ghosts. And whether or not they thought ghosts were real. And me and one of my nieces were kind of talking about it, and then the other one piped up and she was like, They're not real. It's not real. It's not true. You know, she was very definitive about it. And so then we kind of started having this conversation about choices and how, you know, it's okay for some people to think they're real and other people to think they're not. And they sort of looked at me a little bit quizzically and then. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I can get behind that idea. So it was, it was sort of cool to watch that process, like where they went from like, no, I have to have an opinion about this, to just sort of being okay with. That's a
2: really sweet different story.
0: opinions. So yeah, it was yeah. cool. I mean, I love spending time with them, and it's always refreshing to get that just that younger innocent perspective on life too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good dose of reality for me when I get stuck in my head and stuck in my stuff, like that things really are a lot simpler than I make them. So So yeah, that was my week. Oh and actually I saw like about five sponsees this morning, which was awesome. I was not expecting to see any of them and it was really cool. So oh. very random happenstance but
2: they all live together and walk around together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there, there was an event going on in my neighborhood and they all um, just oh, kind of showed cool. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Not I a sponsey compound. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so next week our topic will be sponsorship. We welcome your thoughts and you can join the conversation. Please leave us a voicemail or send us an email with your experience or questions about sponsorship. Swetha, how can people send us feedback?
1: You can call or leave us a voicemail at 734-707-8795. Just put the podcast on pause and join the conversation at 734-707-8795. If you prefer not to use your voice, you can send an email to feedback at com. We'd love to hear from you. Share your experience, strength, and hope or your questions about today's topic of This Too Shall Pass or next week's topic of sponsorship. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, just let us know. Patrick, where can our listeners find out more about The Recovery Show?
2: Swetha, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the website, therecoveryshow.com, it has all the information about the show, including notes for each episode, a blog, <laughs> with daily meditations, links to the music we play, and a page to which we periodically post recordings of Al-Anon open talk speakers. We've also got a few links to other recovery podcasts and websites that we like. Another way to contribute uh, to the content of the podcast and to the website is to leave comments on the show notes or on the blog. Just hop on over to therecoveryshow.com and enter the conversation there.
1: We also got a couple of emails this week. Um, Kelly, would you like to read the one from Kat?
0: Sure. So Kat writes, so I'm starting my life in recovery. I already know that this is the place for me, and I'm deeply touched and grateful for these wonderful people who have traveled this road before me. Their stories tell me that I'm not alone and that things will get better. Your stories help fill in some of those lonely, dark places between meetings. I found a song you may want to use, as I have heard the lyrics of the song used a few times in your podcast. And it's a song called Be Still by The Fray. And I'm thinking this is the chorus that says, Be still and know that I am here. Be still and know that I am with you. Thank you all, Kat. Thanks, Kat. It's good to hear from you again.
1: By the way, Kat, as an aside, I write be still and know that I'm with you on my wrist almost all the time. Uh, today I didn't. However, usually that helps me get through the day. So it was really excited to hear there was a song like that.
0: <laughs> and so we responded to Kat about her song suggestion, and then she followed up with another response that says, it's me again. I'm so grateful, excited, and terrified about this new way of living in recovery. I'm equally grateful for all of you and your honesty and candor during the podcast. Well done. I'm not sure if you've done this as a topic, but I would love to hear about your first meetings experience and perhaps the moment you realized this program was mm-hmm. for you. As a newbie, I sometimes feel like the road is so long because many people have been in recovery for so many years. They have the Al-Anon lingo down, and when I speak, I feel like I'm speaking a different language. Ha ha. Cats. So, yes, Kat, we love that topic idea. Mm -hmm. It's definitely on our list, and uh, we may even have to wrangle in some guest hosts that are new to the program to host that one.
1: We received another email from Millie. Patrick, do you want to read that one?
0: Sure. I love your show. It's
2: helping me so much on the days without meetings, and I love the songs, too. Music speaks to me and keeps me uplifted, too. Thanks for all you're doing from Arlington, Texas.
1: Thanks, Millie. We really appreciate your email. Yeah, and I also, uh, I don't remember the exact statistics. Spencer is usually the one that uh, talks about this part of the podcast. Um, But we do have also a donation button on our podcast now. I think it costs about $30 a month to do this show, and uh, we would really appreciate donations. If you guys would be interested in donating to the show, feel free to hit the donate button on our website, therecoveryshow.com.
0: And we also do have a list of recovery books and recovery-related books that we like. And there's a link to all of that literature through Amazon. And if you buy any of those books through our website, we will get a small percentage of the sale as well. So if you find any of those interesting, hook us up.
1: Yeah. We're going to close the show with a song called The Two Shall Pass by India RE. The title's pretty obvious, This Two Shall Pass. (laughs)
3: shine shining, so am I, but would night fall, so do my tears. Two shall pass I hear the angels whisper that this two shall pass My ancestors whisper that this they will one day be the past So I walk in faith that this too
0: shall pass Thank you for listening and please keep coming back Whatever your problems are, there are those of us who have had them too. If we did not talk about a problem you're facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love, and peace grow in you one day at a time.
3: I'm doing my best to move on, but the pain just keeps singing me song. Back together, what is torn apart, and I pray for quiet in my head that I can.